All right, Chabosei, good morning. Let us, uh, let us begin. So we're picking up this morning in Merit Hashem in a new os in Sitka Satzadik. We're picking up os Samech Gimel. I sent it out on, uh, on Sunday. Sunday I sent out two, two PDFs on the chat. The first one is what we're starting today. Chabosei, this is actually a very, a very interesting, a very interesting sif. Um, a very interesting oaks, which we're going to skip around a little bit as we... Well, well let's, let's begin. So look how he begins over Let, Let's take a look in the Be'uri HaChasidus. So the Rebbe writes, he says, Ben Dome Le'ima Betolot, listen to this. Be'inyan, han chobos t'chunos ha'nefesh me'ahorim b'mehem, shenisbar ba'osak ha'demes. So let's remember again, in the last os, we spoke about the idea that children inherit midos, from their parents, right? That was the entire, the entire essence of the last os, was that you had individuals who personified a particular meet, a particular character trait. They passed it down to their family, and then after their family, and then after their family, they went ahead and they passed it down to the rest of Klal Yisrael. Sorry, let me just... The rest of Klal Yisrael. Right, so that was... Now what Rebbe is going to say is, in general... When children inherit midos, he says something amazing. So here Rav Tzadik says something very interesting. He says, you know, if you look in the common theme of last os, it's that all of the people mentioned who possessed such incredible midos were all who? Men. Men. Rav Tzadik says, that shouldn't lead you to think that a person only acquires his profound spiritual character traits from his father. That's not true. The mother plays a dominant role in the cultivation of spiritual character traits. He says something amazing. Shabanim, Gerardith Israel said, Shabanim hascharim, Yoser domim bemidosem uptchunosehem le'em. Sons, he says, more resemble their mother when it comes to their midos, midosehem, uptchunosehem. Tchunoseya means their essence. Their essence, the essence and midos of a son much more resemble their mother than their father. Where does Reb Tzadik get this from? So amazing. That it is better for a person to sell all of his possessions to go ahead and marry a daughter of a Talmud Chacham. Then I will say, why is it so important to marry the daughter of a Talmud Chacham? Kevan, she'im meis, ogola, because in the event that the man dies or he is exiled, in other words, that if he's not there to go ahead and raise his children, muftach lo shabonav tamidei chachamim. Ultimately, again, he could be assured that his children will grow up to be tamidei chachamim, which I will say, essentially what Chazal was saying is like this. If for some reason... You, the father, cannot go ahead and exert or exude the right influence on your children, either because you're not present or you're not there. You have to make sure to marry a woman who is capable of doing so. Who is the woman who's capable of doing so? The daughter of a Talmud Chacham. The daughter of a Talmud Chacham grew up in the home of Torah. The daughter of a Talmud Chacham was exposed to the right things, and she will bring that influence to her children. So you see that Chazal emphasized the need to marry the daughter of a Talmud Chacham in order to ensure that one's own children become Tamid Chachamim. 
Shrab Tzadik says, you see from here, you see from here that it is the identity of the mother that has a profound influence on the identity of the children. Now, I will say, now, Rav makes an interesting observation. So you see here, what, what is the Gemara aiming at? The Gemara is saying, the Gemara is saying that if you want to ensure that your children are Tamil Chachamim, so therefore, again, what should you do? Marry the daughter of a Talmud Chacham. This way, again, she could exert the right influence on the children. So Rav says, wouldn't it have been much simpler to say that if you want to go ahead and raise children of Tamil Chachamim, what should you do? What should you do? Be a Talmud Chacham, right? What do you, what do you need to marry the daughter of a Talmud Chacham to your children? No, no, how about a better idea? You, father, you become a Talmud Chacham, right? Model the right kind of behavior. And you have children of Talmud Chacham. So Rabbi Zavik says something amazing. He says, Ve'ilu im ha'av hu atzmo Talmud Chacham, ein lo haftachazu shebona vihiyu Talmud Chachamim. But you see from here, because Chazal felt, even if the father is a Talmud Chacham, that's not a guarantee. I mean, there are no guarantees for anything. But that's not, quote-unquote, a guarantee that one's children are going to become Tamidi Chachamim. Kemosha Amru Chazal. We'll say, so this is incredible. That what Chazal understood is the profound influence of a mother on the spiritual maturation of her children. It's not that the father doesn't have an influence. But a father doesn't have the same level of influence as a mother. See, we'll say... Remember, well, let's see, he goes on, he says, so that's why Chazal don't say that if you want to raise Tamid Chachamim, a father should be a Tamid Chacham, because at the end of the day, even if the father is a Tamid Chacham, there's no haftacha, there's no guarantee that the children will be that way. After all, Kimot Shamu Chazal bin Adarim, both say this is incredible, She'ein Matsui, She'benei Tamid Chachamim, Yukimosam. Both say, in fact, interestingly enough, one of the fascinating dynamics by Tamid Chachamim is that often the children of Talmudi Chachamim are not like their father. I will say, this in general is an interesting dynamic about the children of prominent people. That if you see a dynamic like this, that often the children of, of prominent people, the children are often not the same type of person as their father. You see, the, my, again, the paradigmatic example of this is who? Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Moshe Rabbeinu is the paradigmatic example of this. Because, you know, the fundamental distinction between Moshe and Aaron is that Aaron's Kiddusha was conferred Kiddusha. In other words, Aaron's Kiddusha, Aaron earned the Kahuna. He earned it, but once he earned it, that level of holiness was conferred upon him. That's why it's generational, right? What do you have to do to be a Kohen? What do you have to do to be a Kohen? Right? Be born. No offense. No offense to the Kohanim. But Lamaya said, you didn't do anything to earn it. Right, your, your altar zeda. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I said it. I said it. Right, you didn't do anything to earn it. Right, so right, your, your altar zeda did something. Right, Arna Cohen, Arna Cohen did something. Sitting there with your truma all smug. Look at us. Right, I'm just saying. You know, so, so again, Arna Cohen did something to earn it. But once he earned it, once he earned it, it simply passed down. You're worthy. You're not worthy. At the end of the day, it's it's yours. Moshe Rabbeinu represents earned holiness, right? Moshe Rabbeinu becomes who he was because at the end of the day, he worked hard to attain that particular level. That's what it means when it says, Torah lo nitna biyerusha. You can't pass that down. You can model, you can model the right kind of behavior, but you cannot pass that down generationally. And therefore, already Chazal understood this dynamic that often the sons of Tamidi Chachamim don't become Tamidi Chachamim. 
Or, or I should say, don't become, don't become tamidi chachamim in the way that their father was. Or you see this, by the way, all the time. It's very interesting. In klal work, you find this all the time, that people who are very involved in klal work often have children who do not want anything to do with klal work, right? Simply because whatever it is, lifestyle things, different things. Again, sometimes when you grow up with a father who's prominent, it's also this, this, there's a lot of psychology behind this as well in terms of a feeling of inadequacy. I'll never be like my, like, be like my father. I'll never measure up to that. So therefore, often children just choose a different derech altogether in order to carve out a personality. Whatever the psychology is, Chazal understood something amazing. That although, yes, if, when I want to be clear, if you want your children to be Dalmidi Chachamim, you must model for them the right behavior, right? You must go ahead and model for them how important it is to become a Talmud Chacham. But yet, interestingly enough, Chazal, when they looked at the great, that, that probability of making one's child into a Talmud Chacham, they put the bulk of the responsibility on the mother and not on the father, right? There's something about the spiritual nature of a mother which instills holiness and ruchnius in her children that a father simply cannot replicate. He goes on, he says, Kim holchin achar ha'em. He says, at the end of the day, children, at least in their ruchnius, at least in their ruchnius, follow after their mother. Omitamze, that's why from Mishlei, that literally again a foolish son, a foolish son is tugas imo, is um is the uh, is the suffering of his mother, right? That again, you know, that that at the end of the day, the 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 spirituality, the ruchnius of a child, is very much the reflection of the mother, velo aviv, and not of his father. Again, I will say, I want to be clear. Reb Tzaddik is not absolving a father of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Reb Tzaddik is speaking about the idea. Remember, Ruchnius represents the nuanced spiritual personality of a child. The nuances of a child's personality and the nuances of a child's upbringing, the nuances of a child's Ruchnius, Reb Tzaddik posits, comes from his mother and not from his father. The father could have many influences. And, and one could probably make the argument that some of these things, of course, could be family dependent as well. But Lamaiser Abtadik is talking about big adult, kind of in a, in, a, in a general sense. The spiritual nuances of a child's personality come from his mother. Mishum, Sha'im, Biras Hashem, Shalar. It's a very profound statement. Because a mother, with her Yiras Hashem, Machneses Yiras Hashem Baben. The Yiras Hashem of a child comes from his mother. Bose, this is incredible. This is not talking about knowledge, right? This is not talking about knowledge. He's talking about Yiras Hashem. The first step to becoming a Tamit Chacham has nothing to do with the amount of knowledge you amass. The first step of becoming a Tamit Chacham ultimately, again, has to do with your Yiras Hashem. And Amtsadik posits, where does your Yiras Hashem come from? Comes from your mother. Comes from your mother. We'll have to stop over here for today. Rabbi Tzaddik introduces what I think is a... So again, you see where he's going in this os. In the previous os, he's talking about midos which are acquired through Yerusha. 
Right? That was, that was the entire essence of Os Samich Beis. Right? All about the idea that great people personify these Midos, pass them on to their families, and then it becomes kind of the spiritual purview of all of Klav Yisrael. In this particular Os, Rabbi is bringing this closer to home. And he's going to discuss what things does a child get from his mother, what things does a child get from her, his, and we'll say his, it's going to talk about sons and daughters, from her father, and then ultimately, again, what things or what character traits or midos does a person cultivate on their own. So step number one posits Reb Tzadik, that the nuanced spiritual nature of a son, we're talking about sons today, because daughters will be tomorrow, shir, but the nuanced spiritual nature of sons, the yiras shamayim of sons, the, the ability to become tamidi chachamim of sons, Reb Tzadik says, is fundamentally rooted in the spiritual character and spiritual nature of the mother. We'll stop with her today. Merit Hashem will pick up tomorrow with daughters and fathers.